That's the same thing as being stripped naked in your bed. Do you feel desireful? Do you feel attractive? The business is the byproduct of who we are. You're fully naked out there and you're speaking pure alignment with your truth. That's where it's vulnerable. Now you have to trust in your power. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Oh my gosh, beautiful women. Welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. I am so happy and delighted to be having this beautiful woman join me today for a conversation that I can't wait to bring to you. Roxy Valade is here to join me and we connected in a mastermind that we are both part of just recently. And right away when Roxy came in, I was like, oh, let's pop on. Let's do record a podcast together. I felt so connected to your energy. One of the things that I love about you and what I've been able to see and witness in you is how willing you are to go deep, how quickly Mm -hmm. you break through. And I feel like you have these rapid shifts and you have these rapid breakthroughs because you're, you're really, from what I see, you're really willing to go into the depth of who you are. Yeah, I am. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for this beautiful introduction and thank you for bringing me here. And yeah, I think this is something we connected together, the depth of thing, right? Like going deep and allowing this truthfulness and like I'm always kidding around and I'm always saying like, I'm not afraid of darkness. I'm not. So I think when you're really open and you know how to handle yourself through pain into which you, you realize it's just uncomfortable frequency and not pain is a choice, you know, and sometimes I'm choosing it, but to just really conceptualize it as a way of let myself be transformed by pain instead of resisting it and knowing that in the depth of things and even the most dark moment of your life, if you bring light to it, it transforms yourself forever. And I've been like obsessed with darkness of things for so long in my life, you know? I don't think we're free until we allow ourselves to go deep. I don't. It, I think it's an illusion. I really believe that. I believe that we're only free if we met the depth of our truth, if we know where where is our border, And the thing about it is our border is always evolving, right? Always evolving. And here's the thing I think about freedom. I feel like so many women come into this work, into the type of work that we do, come into this online space and this industry. And they're like, I want freedom. I want freedom. I want freedom. And at first that driver for freedom is like the time freedom, the location freedom. But what Mm -hmm. you just said there is for me, it's always been about this like true soul freedom, this divine freedom of like this freedom to be fully who you are, this freedom to be Mm -hmm. fully self-expressed, this freedom to love all the parts of you, the shadow, the darkness, the light, like all of it. Yeah. I love that you state this because I think at first, this is it. We were driven by the freedom of time, the freedom of money, like buying things. But are we really free if we have time but the way that we created the time was in a way we felt in present. 
enough free from our own self. Like the path into which you create this reality, this conditioning in this this space, the 3D, right? If you're not allowing the true self to come first, like you're, you're never going to feel free. And everything you touch will be a perfect reflection of how not free you are into your own body, into your own soul, into your own expression. And this is what happened for me. You know, I had so many time and it's the cliche, you know, I had time, money, everything, but was I really free? I was not. I was not. I was stuck into a reality that was showing me and reflecting me and feedbacking me that I was not honest. I was not honest. I was not honest with myself. I was not honest with with the thing that brings me alive, the thing that really fulfills me to my core, the thing that I love to see, I love to touch, I love to taste, I love to be. So this is where freedom has taken new level for me. It's the moment I realized like, you're never really free until you're truthful about everything. And it starts with you, like this intimacy with your truth, you know, like real intimacy and yeah. That's real intimacy, that real like connection with ourselves, that real knowing of ourselves. And I was just having a conversation with a client actually that I've just started working with. And she was talking about how she's finding it really hard to trust in herself. And I was like, because the work that we need to do first is look at the times, like this energy where you have betrayed yourself. And when I say betrayed yourself, it means like that you betrayed who you are. You betrayed your intuition and betrayal might sound like a a harsh word or like a hard word for this, but it truly is. It's like the times that you knew and that you Mm -hmm. felt this truth inside you and you weren't willing to speak it or that you did the opposite to be liked or to be accepted or to stay comfortable. Mm, I love it. And I think betrayed is, is really like you override your truth for in the name of what? appreciation, love. It's not through love. It's like, if you have to become someone else to receive it, it's not through love. It's not unconditional love. It's not universal love. And, and yes, the betrayal, where do you override your truth? Where do you just below your truth, feel small about your truth. You remember last week when I had this hysteric breakdown of like, people are weak. <laughs> and in like this, this moment that I had with myself and I was crying and I was so hysterical with myself. I'm telling you, like, I didn't even recognize me. And and it's really vulnerable what I'm sharing right now. And what I realized is like, of course, I know everything that I project into others is actually living in me. I know that. But what I didn't realize is I was projecting onto people like they are weak. They are weak. They're not moving. They're not saying this. And I didn't like that part of myself who were saying that. I was not like blaming it. I was trying to understand why can I not shift this? You know, why can I not reframe the whole narrative because I don't deeply believe that people are weak, but it was like this underlying truth that even if I through a higher self, I know people are not weak. My humanness was like, yes, they are. Yes, they are. This is what I believe. And when there's this gap between when you know you go into the realm of your soul, your soul is like everything is perfect, one and beautiful and complete. But when you come back into your body and your humanness, are you really believing that? Or there is this kind of separation of selves into which like there's this two belief system that exists the divine one but the human one is really like separating itself from oneness you know and it was driving me crazy for a little bit like one month i was trying to you know like release it and just let it go and i'm like i'm always coming back yeah it's nice but in the dimension of humanness people are so weak like i was always coming back to that like yeah that's beautiful but people are weak and then i'm like i was sitting and i was i just wanted to express it in the depth of like this is how i feel it you know and I said it and I was 
it was hurting me physically to even just express that I believe that, you know, because I didn't want to believe that. And once it was expressed, what I realized is I actually believe that I am weak to never allow myself to be me with these people because I project that they are weak and therefore I'm blocking my freedom of expression. I was always saying and putting my power into their hand, like if you were emotionally more intelligent, then I could live by myself because then I would be okay. You won't react to my truth. So, but what I was really saying is you're weak. You can't stand in your truth with these people. You cannot allow yourself to be purely you. And when I really claim back that part of me that I was shaming and rejecting and believing to be weak, I'm telling you, since then, it's been like this roller coaster of like seeing so many new things, like, you know, this kind of blooming and unleashing of like, now that it's, it's there, then I'm opening to this. And I think, I don't know why I was saying this, but like, I think when you're allowing yourself to be really true, radical responsibility, you know? Like what you believe to be truth is about you. You claim back, even when you project to others, you allow yourself to say like, this is kind of me projecting into them something that is through transformation occurs. And then I can wait to see how it's going to unfold for me, like releasing that part of myself. Well, I want to tap into a piece of this that I feel like is so huge for you here. And when I say for you, it's also, I think, huge for all of us when it's like, okay, these things that that come to light, these things that we become willing to see, you talked about expressing it. And I truly believe that we are here for like full self-expression. It's like when we hold back, that's when we get stuck in these things. That's when it's like, okay, I, it's so hard almost to see it. And I feel like Mm. being in a mastermind with you, I was able to see and to witness you coming, like you being in full expression of the belief. And how important is that? Do you feel for you to shift things is for you, you know, to, to have this like self-expression? Um, I think it's so important for me because the thing about it is if you let it inside, you kind of bullshit yourself because it's stay in, you know, when you hear yourself and I know it's a projector thing too. I'm not even a projector, but even my own body needs to feel like you're not even believing what you're saying, but then you thought it was your truth because you were computing it all the time. But when you express it, there is something magical that happens that your body can hear it and say, that's not us. That's not even true. Like that's not the real thing you're feeling right now. This is why there's a difference for me. Like I'm always saying I journal, but after that I express my journal because I can say where I bullshit myself. Because if it stays in your mind, you don't feel your body into this. You can even convince yourself that you feel it because you're cranking yourself. But when I express it, I feel like the alchemization is already occurring, you know? Well, this is for me what happens all the time if I'm journaling because you can't journal as fast as you can think or as fast as you can speak. So I'll be like in the middle of writing. I'm like, wait a second. Like, that's not my truth. Like, I don't even believe that. And it's like, you catch yourself so quickly. But that, I mean, this is always what happens for me. Like, you know, this for me as a projector, I'll come into our mastermind boxer and I'll just like, I'm like, I'm coming in here. I'm coming in to project. And it's like the moment I hear it, that's Mm -hmm. when it has the power to shift. But if I'm thinking about it, if I'm just like, you know, it's like, it'll come up in my dreams. It'll come up all the time. If I'm just like letting it live in my own energy and my own thought system. But as soon as I begin to express it, that's when I feel like it unlocks. That's when the breakthrough starts to occur because all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I don't need to hold this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you just shared with your, this example and this feeling of feeling that people were weak. Like you, you said, like you've been holding on to this energy for like a month. 
Yeah. You know, and then I saw you express it like days ago and already it started to shift things for you. Mm, Yes. I don't know if it's like that for you, but I'm really like fast to express myself, but there's this kind of core thing that sometimes like if I say it, it becomes true about myself, you know, Mm. and part of the core of my journey, it was this humiliation and or shaming of my truth. I'm not a good person. There's something wrong with me. I'm telling you, I don't know if you know that part, but when I started my journey, I really believed that I was a virus for humanity. There was something into me saying like, there's a demon living in you. There's something wrong in you, in your power. And I truly believed that in, in a moment in my life. Now it's, it's not there, but I swear there was this core truth of, if people comes to you, they're going to get affected by you. It was not like they would be amplified or they would calibrate to something. It was like people get affected by you. There was this hard belief about my childhood coming in because I was so much in my power all the time. Like I was the kind of kid who were questioning everything. People were saying, go right. Why? I want to go left. They're like, no, you go right. But why? Everybody does that. But why? But why? You know? You and I were the, were the <laughs> same energy as children. I was like, my mom said it all the time. She's like, and if you wanted to convince somebody to go like left, you were convincing them to go left. If you wanted to convince someone that the sky was green, that the grass was blue, like you could convince someone. I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Me too. But then what happened is like, it was a really shaming thing for my sexual energy, you know, this leadership that come from our creative force. And when I was growing up, I was in into an environment that was always saying like, it's manipulative. It's wrong. You need to calm down. You're manipulating people. But the thing is, there was no malicious thing. It was more like, I want to go there. And people were like, why do you want to go there? I express my truth. And everyone was attracted to my truth instead of going into this conditional way of usual things that people do. So there was this reframing that I had to do so much because I'm telling you, I went into a, like a deep spiritual retreat seven years ago. And it was the beginning of like, instead of just staying in the mind, like going back into the body and the energetic, that was my, my opening into like more than the mind and body, you know? And I was with the shaman and I have goosebumps. We were like around and we were all into a circle. Okay. And it, he was talking out loud and we're doing a ceremony, a breath work. And then he was coming and he was placing like the hand under upward. And he was just like saying something. It was kind of a mantra, but it was not the language that I remember at that moment because I was so entranced, you know, I was so not there. And it was just a breathing and breathing and breathing and breath work. And he came to me and he said, instead of saying the mantra, he came and he said, it's time for you to let go. It's time for you to let go of the belief that you're wrong for humanity. And that just cracked me open. And he said, what's living in you is not yours to hold anymore. And he just bring, like there was this kind of energy that went back of me and like this kind of out of body experience where I saw really this kind of a black energy going back and said, that's not yours to hold anymore. That's not your true, you're pure and, and there's something beautiful with your power and your energy. And I started crying. I'm telling you, Jack, I was like, <laughs> and like, there was like someone seeing me that that's not me, you know, that's not who I am. I'm not a bad person. I'm just alive and I love to be alive and all this shaming. So for me, sometimes it comes back like, 
is it the bad part that's coming? Like, you know, it, it, it really just unconditioning myself, unlearning this kind of really big framing in my life that this is why I was holding it because I was terrified to just say people are weak and I'm strong. That was not it, you know, but it's like, I cannot say that. I cannot say that to anyone. Like I believe to be strong, but everyone is weak. Like I cannot say that to anyone. So I was repressing it, repressing it. And in the master, I'm like, it's time for me to be held into that because it's going to keep me alive. Wow. That is so <laughs> that, I mean, that is so powerful. And what you shared there with this experience that you had, like, how often is that the case? You know, how often are we holding on to things that we're like mm. meant to let go of? We're holding on to it because we think it defines us. We hold on to it because we carry the shame or the guilt for it. And we hold on to these things. And it's like, that's not yours to carry anymore. And sometimes it never even was yours to carry, or sometimes it, you were meant to carry it for a moment in time and it served you, but it's like, can we let it go now? Mm, yeah. There's so many times and I'm, I'm wondering like, what was yours? Did you have one, like this big reclamation of like shifting the identity around it? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> do we have days? Like, Do we have days? I mean, so much, but I feel like a big one for me was, I feel like with what we were just like talking about and what you just shared too, this like energy of like, yeah, I could convince people like this, like need, it was like this really need to be right. And because I had this need to be right, I also feel like I had this need to protect myself. I had this need to protect myself from being hurt, from being disappointed, from being wrong. And so I really put this like cage around my heart. I wasn't willing to love freely. I wasn't willing to love like at the depth of who I am. And so I put myself in a lot of situations and a lot of relationships where it was like, oh, well, if I can, you know, predict what's coming, then I can't be hurt. Like I didn't allow myself to be fully who I am, who is this like full expression of love. I didn't allow myself to be love. I didn't allow myself to receive love. I didn't allow myself to fully give love. And I thought that love was really limited for me, to be honest. I feel like I thought even, you know, when I had my son, and then was having like my second child. I was like, well, how can I love like this, my second child as much as I love my first child? Like, how can there be this much room to love? I thought there was like, you know, mm -hmm. this, this like limitation. I thought it had to be like, if you are going to love somebody else, then it's going to take away from this love you have from in this space. Like it was so this, yeah. this just energy of like, of not being like, not being able to see like the capacity that we have as humans and as divine beings to like fully be love. And that love, like this was such a huge, awakening for me. I've shared so much about it in podcasts, my spiritual smackdown and how it really, you know, started me embarking on this spiritual mm -hmm. journey and this journey to go deeply inwards into myself. I love it. Oh, I love that part about love because what's interesting is I have two childs and the first one was really not conscious at first. Like I was not into, like, I have my daughter now that the pregnancy and everything like was really like through consciousness and evolving and everything. But the birth of my first child was actually my awakening of everything. And what was happening is like being pregnant. And before that, I was in a part where I decided that if I'm really a bad person, then it's me or you, you know, there's no us. It's a fight. Like I either choose me or I either choose you. I was really into this one dimensional kind of way where it's like, it's me or you. And then I chose me because if I chose you, I'm going to die. So I need to choose me. And I was really, really like a selfish kind of thing of like 
from fighting. You know, it was not like I'm choosing myself. It was like, I chose myself and I push you away. And it was like that with everyone. And then I got pregnant and it was good. But what happened for me is I gave birth of my son. I hold him for the first time. And I'm telling you, Jack, I crack open because now I, I start to feel the love for him. But I cannot love you because it's either me or you. And it just drove me into this postpartum depression where I went bananas and I was fighting. It's like, I thought that this little baby has power over me. I love him. I was going crazy. And I was like, I know it feels weird just saying this like that, but it was like, you're shifting the whole thing because now I want to choose you. But if I choose you, I die. So I was like this inner fight. And I was so young at that moment also. So this kind of thinking was really like immature also, but it was showing how much I was like, it's either me or you. And I don't want to choose us. There's no us. It, it doesn't exist. You know, people that say us is an illusion. They are expecting you to choose them. It's, there's no real us in life. It's it's like people say, yes, it's a us thing. But like in that moment with everything that I lived, the us in my family was you chose us. You don't choose yourself. It's always, you have to think about us. You have to think about us. So when I have my child, I went into this postpartum depression because I had to learn how to create an us. Oh, I can love myself and care about you too. Oh, I can love the both of us. Because I, I I was like, I cannot do that. I cannot reject my son, but at the same time, I don't want to reject myself. What do I do now? And this is where I found like self-help book and just started my whole journey. And then after that, before you know it, like everything was built, but like, that was a big awakening, like closing my heart to people, building a wall. But then a little kid with his like beautiful eyes is just like, hello, existing in like all the walls are just falling apart. And like, it, it cracked me open, you know? Well, and then I think what that does, it's like, and this happens at various times and moments. It's like, okay, so now what I have known to be true is being challenged. And this happened to you through this journey, but it happens to us in all different ways. It's like, okay, the thing that I thought I knew, like I have to let go of something for this new truth to now be the truth that I can believe in the new truth that I now am choosing to embody. And, you know, so often it is this truth that, that we dismantle that it has to be like one or the other, this or that, that there can't be the end. Yeah. No. And you know what I discovered during my path is that's not real love because when we do that, we're actually trying to connect through the solar plexus, through identity, me or you. But when you move to higher realms and you move into your heart, there's no separation of cells. You know, it's like, I love us through me and through you. Like there's no me or you, me or you comes into the plexus. You know, it's like this identity, this separation of self where I need to find me so that I can define you. That's, that's the kind of identity thing. But when you learn to move to higher things and, and you move into your heart, this is where I found no separation. As much as I learned to love my son, I actually love me more. And as more, as much as I l- learned to love me more, I actually love more my son. Like this is where like the, the no separation occurs. But I think we don't grow up with unconditional love. We grow up with identity love, conditional love, like me and you, who you are versus who I am. And I think when this new paradigm that we're building, I think as conscious parents is like learning how we can move to higher relationship through the art, actually real compassion, real union, real understanding, and never asking of someone to betray their own truth for the sake of our own truth. Like this is identity thing. And when you move to higher, I don't know what I'm saying, but like, yeah. No, 
I love that. I love that. I love that. I also want to bring it into this conversation. Like I love in your Insta bio where you say like that you are the mentor for the human behind the business. And I feel like so much of this conversation that we're having, when you realize that there's things like that, I knew before that felt like my truth. And now like, you know, that truth is evolving and changing. Like how do these conversations come in and affect, you know, how we lead as women, Mm -hmm. as leaders, as visionaries, how do they come into, you know, our businesses, our wealth creation? What have been some of the things for you that you've really had to let go of so you Mm -hmm. can step into the woman that you are today? Well, the first thing that comes to me is sexuality. Every time a woman comes to me, like most of the time, what when people decide to join me, my my world is is more for this part of the magnetic they feel, you know, the effortless, the kind of like the smile and the innocence held by the power that they feel. Like I can I think most people when they come, I'm like, why did you choose me? You know, the the context and everything because for them to understand what we're going to go through. And they're like, I don't know. There was just something about your energy that was pulling me in. Like you were so loving and so innocent. And like, there's never, never a thing in your, everything is possible with you. But at the same time, we feel strong power, feel hell. We feel really deep things. And the first thing we come and we're like, okay, so I think this is why, what you want to feel and what you want to rise in your leadership. And they're like, yeah. And the first thing we start to work on is the sexuality, the innocence and the power through sexuality, because it's everything is in business is a tango, right? Everything is a dance and everything is sexual at the end. Selling is sexual. Marketing is sexual. Leading is sexual. Like when you think about it, we're sexual being, we're born from sexual relationship, like not pornographic, sexual, like the dance and the union and the balance and the harmony between feminine and masculine. When you think about it, I'm, I, I never separate both. I think it's a dance that everyone has. Like there's this kind of movement where I'm always kidding at someone that comes to me and they really like, we have little times or I'm doing a stage moment and they come like, do you have one, one advice for me? You know, everyone wants their secret. And I'm like, look at who you are in bed and expand into your business. Who you are in bed is what's limiting you in your business. And they're like, this is not the advice I was looking for. I was waiting for a real money and thing. And I'm like, who you are sexually is the foundation of what you do through everything, everything everything. And I I had a childhood really difficult. Like I, I was raped, I had abuse and I had so many things through men and women being gang upon like group abuse. And there was a lot of things. So my sexuality was really not good, you know? And I was totally afraid to open. This is why I chose a masculine thing at first. You know, this is why it was like me or you, me. There was no mothering and caring, like I'm choosing you because I'm dedicating myself. To it. That was a masculine energy of like, I'm choosing myself. That's it. Push away and be strong. And so my Leo part, when you look at my design and my astrological chart is like, get away. You know, nobody touches me. Nobody can get to me. But what I realized is I was working so hard because there was no loving, there was no opening, there was no dance, there was no magnetic at first, there was no like this kind of power where you're like, you know, the knowingness, the power, the wordiness of it, there was nothing like that, but that's the feminine part of your sexuality, it's like this opening and surrendering to it, and like, can you surrender in your business, can you trust, you know, Mm. that's the feminine part, but 
most people, when you look at who they are in bed, it's like, do you trust? Are you, are you okay to be like stripped naked and open and like being penetrated? And people are like, don't talk to this. This is what I'm saying. Are you open and fully be okay to being consumed and like let people come in your world without thinking you're going to lose power, without thinking you're vulnerable because you're fully naked in your truth. That's mm. what magnetic, being naked in your truth, not higher, not lower, you. That's vulnerable as fuck, you know? This is the most terrifying thing because when you polish, if you're not liked or chosen, you're like, it's okay. Because that's the polished version they don't like. If you're a lawyer, it's like, it's okay. Because if they knew, they would choose me. But when it's fully you, that's where it's vulnerable. Because now you have to trust in your power. Because you're fully naked on the internet. You're fully naked out there. And you're speaking pure alignment with your truth. That's the same thing as being stripped naked in your bed and being penetrated, you know? Like, how do you hold it? Do you feel yourself beautiful? Do you feel desireful? Do you feel attractive? Do you trust that it's going to be easy, pleasurable? You know, it's like it's so connected. So this is why I love to work behind a business because the business is the byproduct of who we are. That's it. So when we work on ourselves, on ourselves, the business just grows. It is just unleashed, you know. Oh my gosh. 1000%. I wish people could see the video of this. So I'm just over here, like nodding, 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 nodding. And I just did a live the other day where I talked about this, you know, I had a woman in my audience ask, she was like, can you tell me more about the transformation that you have with your clients that you have with women, like outside of the money wins. And this is what I said to her too. I was like, you know, the money wins and the growth in business is the byproduct of what we do. Like that is what happens in my world, but that's never been the focus that happens because we're more of who we are. We're stepping more into our truth. And so much of the work that I do is leading women in fully trusting themselves. And I love that you brought that into this conversation and you're like, okay, can you trust yourself to be yourself? Can you trust yourself to hold yourself? Like how willing are you to surrender to all that is? How willing are you to surrender into the pleasure? Or is it like, can you let go of that element of control? Can you let go of that control in your business? Can you let go of that control in the bedroom? Or does that bring up the, like the Mm. fear? Does that bring up the like, oh, but how am I going to get what I want if I'm not in the driver's seat, if I'm not in control? Yeah, I love it. Yes. And of course, you talk about this, like, of course, because we're so connected all the time with the things that we, we talk like together, but like the surrendering, honestly, like when you think about it, like truth is so sexy, real truth, real, real truth, who you really are without anything added or subtracted or like, I did an exercise yesterday and I was like, what do, do I really feel like it's heartful, like the art? And I said, our body, human's body, like nakedness. I really like some people really love the luxury thing and everything. And I love it. But what I really feel like it's a piece of heart is the human body. I know it feels weird, but it's like, I love it because when you strip yourself away from anything that you've built as an avatar, 
you have the real rawness of truth. And I feel it's so beautiful. I love when we we create expression. When I, I, I do put makeup on, I love to see myself with makeup on, you know? But I also love to be naked without makeup and seeing myself and truly loving myself too. I think this is where it's the difference. When I choose to put makeup, it's an expression of self. I want to put this and this. And, and, and I think what's really important is like someone that loves makeup and put on makeup is really more magnetic than someone that doesn't love herself without makeup, needs the makeup and wear makeup. You feel the difference? It's not the same. It really isn't. So it's never about like, what are you doing is going to be attractive. It's like everything you choose from true alignment is so powerful. It brings people in. I remember when I really didn't want it to wear makeup. Okay. It feels so like basic what I'm about to say, but like I didn't at that moment. It's like, I was loving the kind of like being, I was living in Costa Rica at that moment. And it was like really beachy vibe, you know, like I didn't want to do my hair. It was like, I want to look like the surfer girl, you know, I never did surf and like, I never touched a surfboard. Anyway, but it was like this kind of, I love that was in love with that. And everyone was like always in VTT and like, I, I didn't even want to own a car there. It was like, I just want to always be in bikini, just really with this sunny golden skin and just have fun doing, having my, my, things on my cheeks and like, this is it. But because I didn't believe it was enough, the truth, I was polishing it, just doing my hair, trying to look a certain way, but just, you know, it was not magnetic at all until I decided to say, you know what? I'm really beautiful. And I'm going to just show up the way and my messy hair and my bums. And I started to just love the way I move and I do things. And like, it started to be really attractive because both things are looking the same, but who I was and how I was standing in my troop was so different. And then some way, like I started to just love putting makeup and just finding myself into this kind of creative expression with makeup too. And, and I love it. And sometimes I don't wear it, but I don't define myself if I'm going to wake up, make up a woman or not. But I really believe that it's so much important to be aligned with your truth. How you express yourself as magnetic or not, depending on not what you do, but how you're owning the truth. Is it real true what you're saying? How you're showing up? like everything. Well, this is it, right, too. It's like, okay, so am I like doing that thing? Am I choosing to put on the makeup? Let's say in this, like, am I doing that for some outside validation? Am I doing it because I feel like I should, or it's the only way to get this, or it's the only way to be perceived this way? Or am I like choosing to be like who I want to be in this moment? Am I choosing to show up in these like beachy vibes because of like, oh, this is like who I want to be right now in this moment, because this is me in this moment. Or is it like, do I feel like I have to be somebody else to get a certain result, to attract a certain type of person? Like Mm. for us to be magnetic, for us to attract the relationships, for us to attract the wealth, for us to attract the clients that are meant for us, that can only truly happen when we are fully who we are. Otherwise we're going to be attracting things that that we don't even freaking want. And then we sit there and we question like, oh, why is it so easy for her? Why isn't it working for me? Why Mm -hmm. is all this like, because you're not fucking being yourself. You're trying to be her. You're trying to be that. And you're like, okay, so I'm trying to be this person and it's not working. I'm trying to do it her way. Well, yeah, no, try being more of you. Yeah. I don't think we're saying this out of like, I'm done with that. Like it's about bringing intentionality into everything you do. Like, why are you doing it? Is it conditioned? Is it because you're underlying, projecting the fear of being rejected or not belonging if you don't do that? This is so important to hold your intentionality to everything. I question everyone in life. 
but myself too. I'm the one that I question the most. What's the intention behind this hoax? Why are you doing this? Why are you saying that? Like, this is the kind of little thing, like before I'm going to be honest because nobody's seeing us, but right now I look like I'm going to do a photo shoot. Okay. And the thing about it is right before I knew it was not like video projected, but I would have been so stressed. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say like, I, I'm going to the gala or what? Like, it's just, she's not going to love the fact that I'm not just, you know, bitchy, like just having fun into an underground conversation that that would have been me. Like, what is she going to think about me, me dressing like that for a podcast interview? You know, like she's going to think I'm over the top. I'm too much. Like I'm trying to prove when actually that was just how I decided to dress this morning and record video because I wanted to put this dress on, you know, but it's, it's like this intentionality of everything you're doing, just trying to put the ad off just because it doesn't fit the monument. It fits the moment if it's you to put the ad on, you know, you're fitting everywhere. You're belonging everywhere. Bring the truth, but it's uncomfortable. I know it. You know it. Like we know it. Like it's vulnerable. We say it. We feel like we're in danger with our truth so many times. When you're just allowing yourself to walk through it, walking with the fear without choosing the fear, then it just opens a new realm. Well, I think it's so interesting, something you just said there, like that it's uncomfortable, that it's uncomfortable to choose it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to say it. It's uncomfortable to do it. It's uncomfortable to move in that way. But I also feel like there comes to this point in time where it's uncomfortable to not, like for me now, it feels like it's uncomfortable to not be like who I am. It's uncomfortable to try to be someone else. It's uncomfortable to not follow my truth. And it, it, it leaves me with this feeling inside. Like I just cannot like deny this piece of me. I can't not be fully who I am because otherwise that's like, that's now the biggest feeling that I have a feeling uncomfortable. It's like when I know, when I know that I'm holding back in my truth, when I know that I'm not, you know, being fully who I am. Yeah, me too. It comes a moment where for a split second of uncomfort moment of choosing myself, it's not worth it for how many hours it was stay wake me at night of like being unsatisfied, shaming myself, feeling like I didn't do it again. Like I cannot hold that anymore. It will heat me alive. It was coming a moment where I'm the only one that lives with the decision that I, I took. Oh my gosh. You just made me like feel there too. Like I in an instant, you took me back to like the moments to the night. So I would lay awake at night because I had wanted to share something or express something or deliver in a training. And then I held back and it would keep me up like, like, you know, like haunt me for nights. So because I knew again, this betrayal of self, I knew that I wasn't saying exactly what I wanted to say. I was dulling down the message or the words or what I really had to say for fear of like, what if they wouldn't get it? Or what if it was too much? Or what if it was a too deep? Or what if it was like, you know, all these things, but then what would end up happening is I would dull myself a little bit. I would water down my truth a little yeah. bit. And then I would stay awake at night because I knew that I really wanted to be a woman who stands fully in her truth. And so now when we speak our truth, I definitely can sleep better at night. <laughs> I sleep like a baby. Like it feels good. It feels good. We feel proud. And I'm not afraid of the intensity. I always compare this to walking on fire, like because I, I walk on fire on one of Tony Robbins event, you know, and I always say like, you feel you're going to get burned by the fire. But the thing is, we are the sun. We cannot get burned by our own fire, you know? Like, we we cannot. Like, we have the power to walk through it. And 
when you learn to be okay with the intensity that happens in your body when you're about to choose the truth, no matter what's the fear, no matter what's presenting in your mind. And, you know, because we can go really crazy bananas with that. And you're still choosing yourself. The feeling on the other side of it is just, I'm obsessed with this feeling of like, no matter what's the outcome of it, I feel so aligned with what happened because I couldn't have gone outside of my truth with that. It's like, it was my real truth. It was everything that I was at that moment, that my purest consciousness, like it was everything. And when you learn to, the respect you're building for yourself, the love you're building with yourself, the self-esteem and importance that you feel with yourself is just over the roof. And I think, I don't think you really know what it's like to be you until you meet that kind of satisfaction because they are indicator. Like it guides you throughout like, are you really expressing yourself? This deep satisfaction, this deep proudness and success feeling and not just the success, you know, just now everyone, nobody's seeing me quoting quote, like success, but like real aligned feeling with what it's like to be you and feeling success with your own truth. Does it make sense? Makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. I have absolutely loved this conversation. I love you. I love that you and I get to be in a space together where, you know, where we show up, where we stand in sacred witness of each other, where we are so committed to fully sharing who we are, our truth, leading online in this way. I know that's when I think I really just like, there's so much that I want to say here, but really it's like, (laughs) when we, when we're willing to do this, when we're willing to stand in our truth, that's when people get what they're meant to get from us. That's when people are able to receive, because when we don't hold back, we give others this permission to like fully receive in a way that it's like, we bring forward all of who we are. And then they receive from a place of knowing all of who they are. Yeah. Through me, you remember who you are. And through you, I remember who I am. And I think only when we allow ourselves to be at our deepest truth, we can really remember who we are. Like there's this kind of beautiful thing that happened for me where I stopped being afraid of others too and just like immersing and watching them from real love and trying to understand and just, you know, really opening to who they are, even if we're so different, like the story, the, ah. Yeah. And I think the beauty of that gets to be then for me, it's been this journey of like, I can feel my truth through you. And sometimes our truths align and sometimes your truth is different than my truth. But then I can also hold space for like, we don't need to hold the same truth because we're all here on our own journey. But this is like, the more we stand in our truth, the more we speak our truth, the more permission that everyone has to do the same. And then we can hold like, oh yeah, we get to have, like you and I can have differences of opinions. We can have different truths and we can still also like come in this connected space and the sacred sisterhood together because my truth, my power doesn't rely on your truth or your power. I love it. This is the difference we said at the beginning. It's like, if it's not me or you, then I can live in a world where I can choose the both of us. I yeah. can choose your truth and my truth together without feeling awful, like loving you, having compassion for you, loving where you're going. Even like, I didn't find real differences between each other yet, you know, because I think we're so much like in so many things, but like coming a moment where I feel like, oh, what you're saying, like, it's not really what's connected to me. Like, even if what will happen, the love we created for each other, it's like, there's no judgment. There's no 
separation through that. It's it's a union. It's it's a it's an amplification. It's an abundance of true. We're just flowing with so many different ideas, you know. So I'm not afraid anymore of that differences and the contrast that people bring to me because it just reminds myself who I am. That's it through alignment and contrast. Hmm. It just reminds myself of who I am. I love that, and I love when you said like, and I can choose the both of us. Roxy, you are such a beauty. I am so happy that you and I have connected in this space. I'm so happy that I get to stand and witness of all the magic and the medicine that you put out into this world. Please share with us what are the best way for women who are listening right now to connect with you? Where can they find you? You can come into Instagram. This is the place where I share the most with the behind the scene. And if you want to know more about the work and like more of like this leadership part where it's more like tangible things that I share, come into my Facebook group. It's called Sacred Evan. Um, Jack is going to be interviewed too into my Facebook group soon. So the Facebook group is more like if you're an entrepreneur and you want to go big and really unleash the power of your voice. But if you like to just come here and be inspired and motivated and activated, come into my Instagram and you can just write my name, Roxy Balade, and I'm the only one with that name. And <laughs> last night. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll link both those spots, your Instagram and your Facebook group in the Thank show you. notes as well. And yes, I cannot wait to further these conversations to come in and be part of home as well. I love so, you. Thank you so much for everything. It was oh a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I can't wait to see you wherever I see you next. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. You. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.